Hello, friends, and welcome back to Bond by Numbers. Thanks for checking out our episode here. And may I just say how sincerely we mean that, you know, because we know only too well just how much awesome content there is out there, not just within the world of Bond. So to take time and, and to check out our silliness and our fun, we really do appreciate that. My name is Scott Powell over here in a rather tempestuous southwest Scotland. Uh, and as always, I'm joined in today's mission by my two esteemed co-hosts across the pond in Canada. They are, of course, the Bambi and Thumper to my Willard White, the Mishka and Grishka <laughs> to my Octopussy. <laughs> you might even say the Jenny Flex and Pan Ho to my Mayday. I'm talking, of course, about Joshua Taylor and Jeffrey Chapman. I could keep going, guys. I could. You could, but... I prefer the Q and the Money Penny to your M, I, I guess. I don't know. Do you? Really? Yeah, I guess, yeah, all the others are villains. So I never thought about that. Yes. <laughs> but in all seriousness, guys, our listeners are in for a treat today, I think, huh? I mean, it's not every day that you can download for free the Bond by Numbers Bond song Rankathon and participate at home as well, is it? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Josh, you're choking over there on your Cheerios, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> to the back of my yeah. throat. That's what happens when you bring cereal into the studio, bud. Yeah. I've learned that. Learning your lessons? Yeah, have you, though? Have you really? Her and her fleshing. So if you're a diehard Bond by Numbers listener, and realistically, why wouldn't you be? Um, you might remember that way back at the end of season, <laughs> way back at the end of season one, we presented a little episode called the E Honors List, where we each selected five favorites from many of the different Bond film categories, along with discussion of our index rankings when we went through all of the movies. Well, music was among those categories, but incredibly, guys, we never actually dedicated an episode to hearing out each other's thoughts, picks, and drops for the entire Eon title song collection, did we? Not no, really, no. Not. We kind of went not. over them for each Bond film, but we never really did any, any sort of like <laughs> dramatic listing ranking. <laughs> no, everyone I mean, loves we didn't have that what if. We had that what if uh, episode where we did like alternative Bond songs, which was good fun using the roulette. But uh, given how prevalent music is on our shows, I think kind of thinking about some of our best episodes, you know, in the soundtrack reviews with Chris Wood, I, I think it's past time that we got together realistically for a fun chat like this, eh? Absolutely. Absolutely. Jinx. Jinx, yeah. <laughs> but more than a rankings episode, we've got some rules to this game today, and I want to share those with you out in front of the, uh, the starting line as a way to kind of inform the listener and also encourage them to do the same thing at home, okay, if they want to play along with us. Um, but by the time this episode's over, make no doubt about it, we will have confirmed for you the official Bond by Number hosts rankings for the James Bond songs. Now, if, you're, if you travel over to our Facebook page or our Instagram uh, feed, even the show notes here, you can see how the scoring works. I've dropped the scoring sheet over there if you want to get it and do your own little ranking before you, you know, listen to the rest of the show. So hit pause now, bling, and um, come on back after you've done that. And yeah, now can. you know the format of our Bond Song Rankathon. So this should yeah, definitely help. You can play the, the home listening. game. You can play the home game. Mm-hmm. So although we got 25 awesome films, we've kept it pretty strict with title songs only here. So that means that the secondary or kind of alternative songs do not feature any sort of supporting tunes in the films written by Sorry, Katie other Lee. artists. 
Sorry, Katie Lang. Sorry, mm. uh, Pretenders. You know, sorry, uh, whoever wrote Mango Tree from Doctor No. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've we've tasked ourselves the job of ranking our individual title songs, starting from or starting with "From Russia with Love." So this doesn't involve the James Bond theme either, right? Because exactly, no. mm-hmm. yeah. So you know, we're doing this according to our own individual tastes, virtues, and uh, uh, peccadillos, if you will. We have not spoken to each other about this beforehand. Um, and instead of just going from number 24 to number one, like Casey Kasem might do, or rest in peace, might have done, um, we've got Craigie. different categories. <laughs> we've got different categories along the way, each of which is allocated points. So songs are going to pick up points depending on where they fall along the way of our rankings. I will keep a master scoring tally of where our choices sit. And at the end, we will have, you will have an average Done by math, of course, everyone's favorite science, which will determine the overall ranking of the Bond by numbers host song, a thong, wrong, thong song, <laughs> whatever it is that we're doing here. <laughs> now we're gonna, was that like a Cisco? Were you trying to just, <laughs> you a fan of Cisco? I was trying to drop. To just I was. sort of stick it in there like a wedgie. Right. Get, that was a thong joke. <laughs> Anyways, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Tried to wedgie it in there. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah well done. <laughs> Ah, dear. Oh, look at this. So what are those categories? Double O Powell, I hear you shouting at from wherever you are listening to this, your commuter ride or your bedroom, or maybe you got one of those little, you know, in-shower man cave. that A Ken uh, Adam-inspired man cave. That's right. Maybe you've got that. Which would be what awesome. Are... <laughs> Romper room. Here we go. This Rumpus is it. Room. We are going to start from places 24 and 23. So we're going we're gonna to count up to our top Bond songs. Now, we've named... Each of the categories. So the, the bottom two, 24 and 23, that's the nadir. And <laughs> we've we've used quotes from the series. We've used uh, quotes from the series. This one is shocking, positively shocking. And songs <laughs> put into this bracket get how many points, Josh? Zero. Correctamundo. Yeah. And moving up from the nadir, we've got our basement tracks. Those are songs 22, 21, and 20 on our individual rankings. Or if you prefer, Red Wine with Fish. Oh. Well, that should have told me something. <laughs> that made me laugh. That 001 me point. 001 point. Then we got our lower levels. These are places 19 to 16 on our song rankings. Don't Think, Just Let It Happen. Two points, double O, two points. Can you tell me what Bond film that quote comes from, by the way? Don't think, just let it happen. The Living Daylights. Mm-hmm. That's, um, that's ten points to you, Josh. Already? Nice! Are these yeah. the kind of points yeah. well, you have in, like, the you know the, the British like talk shows that really mean nothing by the end of the show? They Is mean that... absolutely nothing. That's right. Yes. They're redeemable <laughs> nowhere. Yeah, redeemable okay, nowhere. perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> we got our mid-table songs places 15 to 10 as we move up mm. our list. Hire me or fire me. It's entirely up to you. James Bond speaks that when? Um, at his interview? Skyfall. <laughs> Skyfall. Uh, I knew yeah. that. I, I think it's Skyfall. It's a Craig film. Maybe it's Casino. Yeah. Maybe it's Casino. It's yeah. Skyfall. I think it is. Because it sounds like he just, came, he just came back. Yeah, that's... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, being, that's... Out, uh, uh, being out of the game, right? So yep. You're right, you're right. Well, guys, those are the mid-table songs. And now we go into our top ten. Uh, near enough. Places four to nine, or nine to four, if you will. <laughs> these, of course, <laughs> these reek of sheer magnetism, darling. Yes. And are awarded zero, zero, four points. 
Then we've got the Eon Elite places three, two, and one. The nobody does it better category. 007, 006, and 005 points respectively. So our top song, our top song choice gets seven points. And once I've got all this written down on the master scoring sheet, we're going to average it out and we're going to see what songs fall where in our ranking. So I'm really excited about this, guys. It's uh, hmm. it's a good chat we got ready to go here for everybody. Absolutely. So now might be a good time to go top up your drinks, everybody, and uh, do the ranking yourself and come back and see what we think. So here it comes, the Bond by Numbers Bond Song Rankathon. That's a bit of a mouthful. Maybe maybe too much. Uh, maybe maybe too much. Are you talking about the cereal? Or um, well, that's <laughs> always too much of a fucking mouthful. But you know, the BFG Double Double O Taylor is a rogue agent. Double O Taylor just hits these missions with aplomb and thinks nothing of the victims. He thinks double nothing o of Cheerio. damage. Double O Cheerio. That could be a good one. Double oh, O that, Cheerio. Actually, that that works. Double O Cheerio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was that when they would like kill like a double O agent, like push him off like a ledge or something? Double O Cheerio. <laughs> they're actually low sugar, Cheerio, actually low, low sugar cinnamon squares, actually, but that's okay. Okay, so hmm, double O. Did you hear o. that? That was the air being let out of the room. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> double O health conscious. There you go. Health conscious. Yes. Yep. Mm. So, gentlemen, are you ready to take my hand and plunge into the double O Nadir category? of shocking, positively shocking, with our 24th and 23rd song selections. I'm ready to do this, but I probably won't hold your hand for a multitude well. of reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Josh, how about you? <laughs> you going to leave me alone? I think I will give you a respectful nod and admire your courage and then jump mm-hmm. in together. Okay, I appreciate that, but you're not holding my hand either. No. Okay. Who wants to go first, guys? We're talking about our very least favorite I, I Bond songs. I think we should start it off on a high, uh, and oh, oh. or a low. Shots fired. Yeah. Oh no, no, come on. Oh yeah, We're not going there. Yeah, man. What? Oh, shots <laughs> fired. Shots yeah. hit. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to choose uh, the all-time low. Uh, oh my Coolidge. gosh. Oh my gosh, that breaks my heart. So that's your least favorite James Bond song. Really? Well, on principle I, I now, don't... yeah. <laughs> in principle. Okay, all right, I, I take it. Josh, do you have any balm mend up my wounds? I think the worst James Bond song, and you know, I'm not a music critic, so I, I could be out of my depth here, but I honestly feel that to me, my least favorite Bond song, and I think is the worst one, is License to Kill. It's okay. Really bad. You're not a fan. Can you uh, you want to expand on that? Either of you guys want to expand on your choices cuz uh yeah, we joke a lot about all-time high and I know none of us are musical theorists. Some of us got more info and more inspiration and experience than others, but as Bond fans or as music fans, just yeah, we should say a little something about our our justifications. I think it's too overly like jazzy and it doesn't it just feels fit. so cookie cutter 80s to me. Wow. 
And they even borrow like what I think is a very similar motif from Goldfinger in there as well. And I just don't think it, to me it just doesn't work. And I just find the song kind of boring, especially given what the movie like License to Kill is supposed to be, what, what, what License to Kill is about. Yeah. To me it just doesn't, it just doesn't jive for me. Do you think it could have what? been, Josh, do you think it could have been a case of too many cooks in the kitchen? You've got four songwriters there, Naradam Michael Walden, Jeffrey Cohen, oh sorry, three, and Walter Afanasif. Do you think there could have been maybe a little bit too much going on, trying too hard? And I think what you say is good. You know, even if you did like it musically, it doesn't jive with the film terribly well. No. It, I don't even like it musically. I no, said, like, I, I think it borrowed from, from Goldfinger. <laughs> I guess it could, that could be argued, but again, it's all personal <clears throat> perspective, right? I just yeah. don't enjoy it. I, I, I just don't enjoy it. And there's one song that I think I was thinking this might be number 23 and not 24, but you know what? No, this is my least favorite Bond song. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, that's understandable. Again, it's it, to be honest, for me, it's a, it's a forgettable song, uh, and mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. it just doesn't fit with... The, the film like uh, I don't know okay All right. I don't dislike it as much as you guys it um it it doesn't it doesn't get into my Nadir category without saying too much but I, I'm with you I, I can see where you're coming from and uh, all time high before we leave it do you or at least now do you want to bash that at all or further kick it into the mud sure oh wait I already did but I'll do it again <laughs> okay in that case <clears throat> I'm just I'm just kidding I, I'm done. <laughs> for that okay that was, well, guys, that was my, kind of a weak takedown jeff i have to say like that is like i already took it down earlier he's taking like it that down really, all season <laughs> he's taking it down last yeah, year the entire no the entire I, I think you had the kid gloves on with that one jeff like that was I robert did. de niro in the irishman <laughs> slowly kicking that guy on the street after throwing him through a plate glass window off screen well like, like this that slow burn that to me was that uh, that was weak sauce. That was weak sauce. <laughs> I mean, at this point, there's already a horse head with a like what, like nine liters of blood in the bed. That's true. So there is. I don't. I don't yeah. need to do anything else here. I just need to just need watch to the reaction. <laughs> yeah. For those who haven't it. seen, for those who haven't seen The Irishman, it you have Robert De Niro, who's like oh, um, who's seventy basically de-aged as a young man <laughs> yeah. but clearly it does not show a young man no. when it's portraying him beating uh, a, a grocer in the front of his store oh, it looks right. like he's like tapping the guy in his stomach while he's on the ground and it had to be shot from far away for it to look at any bit convincing so in <laughs> yeah. terms of scorsese beatdowns it's definitely not it's that true. scene you know with in I, good I actually like, forgot Billy about Bats, that scene, right? but you're right that was oof. Yeah. Anyways, so that's my opinion of Jeff's Fair. opinion of all-time hot. Whether you ask for it or not, you can always bet on us offering it and providing it. Well, guys, my, my 24th here Bond song, As my least favorite James Bond song is, um, eh, it might surprise you, it might not, is Another Way to Die by uh, Jack White and Alicia Keys. Doesn't I surprise me at all. Don't like this song. I have never liked the song. I have an admiration for both of the artists in their other work, but as a Bond song, don't like it. I find vocals are crass. I find they're shrill. I find the music itself kind of boring. Um, I admire a little bit how at the last minute we try to get some of the you know the David Arnold music in there, but it's it's a last minute sort of thing that's orchestrated into the score. The song is is just not a an appealing one to me, and I know it might be an unpopular choice, but this gets double zero points for me. Okay, that's fair. Do you think if the lyrics were better and and the nope. same like 
motif or, or song or, or music was used, you would have liked it more? I don't. I really don't think so. Um, I don't like the... Bah, 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 bang, bang, bah, bah, bah. It just feels like a song that doesn't go anywhere. Like, it's just like... Yeah. You know, how, do, like, how do I ride that, that song? How do I ride yeah. that melody? Like, I, don't, I, I don't agree with you on there. It is what it is. We're done. Number 23. Back to you, Double O Chapman. Well said. I'm going to say uh, Die Another Day. Okay. It's, okay. it's just... Yeah. I don't like it. Mm. I mean, uh, yeah, it's just... The Madonna song is just... Uh, I don't... It's... I don't like the You're vocals. Not alone. It's a popular, yeah, popular it's, choice. Yeah, it is. I'm. I don't even feel like talking too much about it because it's just <laughs> a waste of time to me. Like, it's. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I. I understand that you know you want to get somewhat of Madonna's caliber to do a Bond song, and maybe totally. it was just. Yep. It yep. Was, and and this is sort of later on in her career. I know she, she still has a career. She's still doing stuff, but she's trying to reinvent herself at this point kind of doing you know like you know and it's just it just falls flat to me and I don't I'm with you buddy like I think it. I think it suffers the song suffers for a similar reason why Another Way to Die suffered on my list because it feels like the whole thing was done in isolation of what James Bond is and who James Bond and yeah, the, the idea of exactly. collaboration the whole thing was just it, a it vanity feels just project too pop. Yeah, that's yeah. all it is. It's just like here's a pop song, and um, we're just gonna like stamp James Bond on it somewhere to make it relevant. But it just doesn't okay. feel or sound. It, yeah. yeah, fair dues, Josh. Number twenty three for me. We just we just talked about it, and that is another way to die. Waste ah, of Jack okay. White, waste of Alicia Keys, um, uninspiring lyrics. Uh, doesn't really convey the Bond feel. Doesn't really even touch upon the you know the story about what, what it, about the film itself, like every Bond song kind of has hints towards the story. And this is just seems to them. They're just kind of like given a hip, cool version of Bond. And I just don't feel that works for Quantum of Solace. And it's a shame that we never, you know, we know Shirley Bassey recorded a song and it was never intended to be used for it, for it. But her, um, what's the name of that song now? Um, no good about goodbye. No good about goodbye. That to me would have been a perfect Quantum of Solace song, given yeah, the context well, I, of the story. I mean, yeah, it is kind of written for the purpose. I mean, the lyrics, you know. And Arnold even composed course, that song yeah, of course too, he did, right? Yeah. In all fairness, though, for for that film, you got to have good writing skills to work Quantum of Solace into the lyrics, like, and not sound well, she ridiculous. She worked Solace into it. Yeah. She she did get the Solace part into it, so that mm. credits <laughs> to Arnold and Shirley Bassey for that one. Yeah, dumbest title though, hey, the dumbest title for any of his stories, or maybe not. I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. Anyway, but my yeah, uh, uh, <coughs> my feelings are similar to yours regarding another way to okay. die. Well, my number twenty three is the Sam Smith song "Writings on the Wall" from Spectre. Oh, um, okay. I I had a flavor of care for it when we looked at Spectre, uh, but I think that was goodwill because I was looking to find goodwill for. Thomas Newman at the time and or not for Thomas Newman sorry for the kind of Craig arc at the time and I was thinking connection wise lyrically you know it's but I just don't like it like I will not go to listen for it I, I'm not interested in in that song uh, I know it's an Oscar winner but you know fucking so is Santa Claus the movie starring Dudley Moore you know what I mean like <laughs> I like uh, the movie as a kid but that's uh, as a kid I'm actually not sure if it is it might not be, but um, 
You see my point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Don't ask me why that movie came to my head. I have no idea where that reference has <laughs> popped from. <laughs> I've watched it a lot, but I know what you're, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, writing's on the wall for me, number 23. I know that there's a lot of listeners that love that, and they love Sam Smith, and why not? The guy's awesome. He's got serious talent. That falsetto's good. I just don't like this song. I just don't like it for me. I find it slow. I find it plodding. I don't... I just don't like it. Sorry. So, yeah, 23. It's, it's zero points. So, that's us moving out of the Nadir category, moving our way up between... The 22nd and the 20th pick, we have The Basement Tracks, Red Wine with Fish. Well, that should have told me something. Number 22, Jeff. Um, License to Kill, but it was it was hard to say. Like, I don't know. I, it could be tied for, like, The Basement because it's mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. great. Uh, I just, I just kind of think the other ones kind of take the cake for being okay. worse in that sense. I had... Yeah, but yeah, it's the movie. The song just doesn't work. Like again, like we went over this. Like it just, it just doesn't work. And it's, I don't know why they thought. I mean, Gladys Knight's great, but I mean, you're gonna choose a mo- like a, an artist for a Bond film that takes place, you know, in in that style of an area, and mm-hmm. you choose like a Motown yeah. icon, a Miami Vice film. Hard ass revenge story, and you've got Gladys Knight. It's Gladys just, yeah, Knight, chalk and cheese. I, 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 I don't cheese. know, man. Yo, well, yeah. it does get a point because we do award songs in the basement tracks category. One point, yeah. double oh one. So yeah. that's yeah. the first point for License to Kill. Josh, what about you, number twenty two? It pains me to give this to a Shirley Bassey song, but I have to go for Moonraker. Oh wow, Shirley Bassey getting double oh one points from the double oh. Taylor, hey, interesting. It's, it's it's a point, Shirley. It's a point. It's it's a point, I'm Shirley. Sure. That's true. That is true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Any? I mean, anything on that? Do you want to go into it just for ten seconds or a bit? It just it just reeks of like opportunism. It's like, oh, let's get Shirley Bassey again for a song for Moonraker. Uh, yeah, she wasn't pleased song with the film. She never toured it. She never really pr- uh, promoted it because she never felt like she had enough time to make it her own, and it was a favor to John Barry, you know. Yeah, I just, I mean, it sounds, I, I, I don't know, I just don't, I just don't like it. The, it. It sounds kind of, the lyrics sound stupid, in, you know, in comparison to what the story <laughs> really? is about. No. And, Shock horror. Yeah, but I don't know, I just find it, it's almost like a lullaby and just puts me to sleep. It's kind of similar to like Gladys Knight's uh, License to Kill. I just kind of, it makes me, it doesn't get Most. me into a Bond, a Bond mode, you know, like cut from, you know, Dalton's Bond drinking champagne on a yacht and then cut to you know the gun firing and the aha song starting and it's a totally different experience you know what i mean yeah 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 and even maurice binder's video was uh sorry his opening titles was kind of blah in that sense it's just it's just naked women silhouettes like on trampolines essentially and there wasn't really any kind of space imagery to it either so we saw the, the naked silhouettes doing the gymnastics on the Luger and, and the Nobody Does It Better. So, you know, that's enough, Maurice. We got it, right? But then it just okay. got pro- progressively, I don't know, worse. And I just, yeah, I do not like that song. Mm. All right, buddy. Well, my number 22. Uh, was it my turn? Yes, it's my yeah, turn. Yes, Sorry. it is. Yep. Yep. My number 22 is the Madonna track, Die Another Day. Uh, I do award this a point. I do award it a point here in the category because I, I haven't grown to like it. But I've grown to endure it, and I've grown to accept that 
To have an entry like this in the franchise, a dance song, is pretty cool. I just think that gesture is cool, and there is some funk to this. So I'm going to give it some, some, very small, like balls hair, nod, just, just for that originality. But you can't get over the rest of the stinking pile. So I'm giving it one. I think you Back should have to- named this category ball hair. Ball here, yeah. Well, there's no Bond quote about that yet. So <laughs> no. Maybe now that Amazon's in charge, they'll do some adult-only stuff, but I don't know. Bird not make nest in bear trees. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> could, could have done that one. Could have done that one, yeah. Oh, that dear. works. Oh, man. It does work. It does work. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right, Josh, back to you, my man, for number 21. Place 21 in the basement tracks. The writing's on the wall. I give it one point because I actually like the, the music in, in it. I actually like the pace of the song. I just don't like Sam Smith's voice, and that's a personal preference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Okay. The writing's on the wall. I, you know what? Mine's the same. Writing on the wall. Oh, really? Cool. 21? Yep. Uh, I, I have to say the same thing. I, I'm really not a fan of Sam Smith. Like, I mean, I know he can sing. Uh, I know, you know, he was... This is, this is at the time when he... Uh, well, no, he was like the shit for like a short period of time. He just That's like right. went yeah. boom. He was like the male Adele for like a sh- and the then top. and then he I think he had health problems and he had problems with his voice and then he he unfortunately uh-huh. just tanked and then he had a hard time kind of getting back up. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I apologize, folks. If there's Sam Smith fans out there, and I'm totally wrong on that, but uh, I, I know that with this track. This was after you know his uh, you know he you know uh, all the all the talk for him, but I don't really like this song and it just doesn't feel I don't I don't like it as a Bond song. Uh, like yeah, Josh is right. Like musically, it's okay, but I don't I don't like his voice. I'm, I'm I was never really. A f- I know he can sing. I just uh, as a preference, I I'm not really a fan of it, and I don't like this as a bond song i still don't think it fits but i will give it i will give it one point because you know it's it's not all-time high and it's not die another day so (laughs) ouch okay well that's fine uh that's us having talked about writing it on the wall so look this ain't a high-scoring song. If you're a Sam Smith fan, or if you're a Spectre fan, or if you really like this Bond tune, you think it's one of the best, you're not going to like our rankings because we've got this one near the bottom. That's us done with writings on the wall. Let's move on then and uh, get to my number 21. My number 21 surprised me. It surprised me. Okay. And it hurt It hurt me a little <laughs> bit because I got, I got feels for the film. I even got feels for the score. But I don't like the man with the gold. It's obviously gun. It's, a, like it's a shower song. It's a shower song, but I don't. It's fun. You know, I get it. I get it. I get why people like it, but I'm not those people. And uh, Man with the Golden Gun gets uh, 001 for me at place 21. Oh. Mm, so not to, you are not serving, not sir with love, not serve never with love. Oh, I was going to make a, oh, a, you're gonna make a bad look. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's a bit, a bit, back- bit tortured there, but I like what you were trying to do. Backfired terribly. Like Uncle Buck's car. <laughs> Uh, sorry okay is that uncle buck uh that's wild thing by yeah but when he gets out the car isn't isn't that oh i think you're right yeah i think you're right that sounds about it yeah 
Just lucky. Fact check. Yep. That yeah, important yeah, yeah. moment in Good cinema movie. history. Good movie. Double O Chapman. Number 20. We're- 20. Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. I just don't. I'm not, to be honest though, I'm really not a fan of Cheryl Crow, though I definitely have warmed up to her over the last mm-hmm. almost 30 years. Like, I, even as a kid when I was listening to Casey Kasem, because I would hear, because she was always on the charts, I'd hear her nausea, but I'd be like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. I, I just wasn't into her, but I know that I know, and there are a couple of songs throughout She's in the last. Club. I know. I just don't like the album. Like I'm just tired. Of, like, but that's but that's my that's just me. Um, and I know that she is. I know that she's talented. And I I like her as a person. I from what she's done, you know that kind of stuff. I just I just don't like this song. Um, I mean, there are okay, worse hey, songs hey. out there, but for for me, I just I I don't like it. So I, at least I, I gave it a point. So. Yeah, that's right. You did give it a point. And, you know, I, I'm not, I won't reveal where it is on my list, but I will say that <clears throat> I think some of the ill will I have towards that song is the fact that the production team settled on the lesser of two songs written for the film. And that's always yeah. been the thing that squared me off with it, you know? Uh, that Katie Lang song for me is, is yeah. much, much it's, better. But when I found that out, I was like, man, really? You, you scrapped that mm-hmm. for this? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I agree. And the, the the uncomfortable reasons why they did it too, you know, without saying why they did it really pissed me off. So let's let's move away from that. But we got your score tallied, my man. Uh, Josh, number 20. Number 20 is The Man with the Golden Gun. Ah, so you were there with me. I, th- I thought that you were kind of, kind of favored this one a little bit. I think over time, it's just like nostalgia kind of just lingered away. And <clears throat> yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, yeah. It's just as... I don't know, like, it's just this, a silly song, and I don't think it well, really it is. fits. Yeah. It doesn't really fit the movie, too, in my opinion. Like, well, maybe it does. <laughs> well, it actually now does. That I think, like, it fits the movie Now that really I think well. about it. Yeah, it's just it's just a silly song, and I don't know, I just, it just doesn't have any creativity for me. We know this was done at the last minute, you know, with Barry and everything like that, too, and, and it definitely feels that way. So, yeah, okay, that's my number 20. Well, guys, we are uh, getting to my 20, and my number 20 is License to Kill. So, License to Kill has been shot dead. I would say so. One point plus one point is two points for License to Kill. Uh, Let's move on and out of this category. I think the songs that we've already talked about a wee bit, we don't need to go on ad nauseum with. So we'll move up to the lower levels. Don't think, just let it happen. And I think that's a good descriptor. Oh, boy. I think that's a good descriptor. Forget Uh, what it says about consent, okay? That's an issue. It's not an issue for this ranking because this ranking is just saying, here's a song that you're not going to criticize too much. It's on. You might not love it, but it is what it is. And you go with it. So number 19, Jeffrey. I put Moonraker. I mean, I never really listened to it, but I mean, it's okay. Uh, it's not my favorite. Anyway, to be honest, it's on the bubble because it's my. It's nineteen. It could easily be twenty, but okay, okay. Like you know what I mean? Like it's like it's it's there. But I was well. Josh has yes. Josh has already given us his feelings on Moonraker. I will just jump onto the saddle here and say that my 19th is also Moonraker. So we're in the same ballpark there. I like things about it. And my nostalgic feel for the film wants to give it more. But I don't think I can. I don't realistically think I can. It is a bit 
as Josh said, it's a bit lulling, it's a bit sleepy, which is alright if it's done, you know, a little different. I don't know. Moonraker? Yeah, 19th. I think this is a song when it's on, I yeah. don't necessarily turn it off, but I'm not going to go looking for it too often. No, definitely not. It's underwhelming in terms of it a is. Bond film that is about Bond going into space, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. Like, to me, that's when you break out the big guns when it comes to that. Yeah. Especially if you have Shirley Good. Bassey that's on That's an hand. excellent point, yeah. 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 Do you think they were trying to build on the success of the ballad from the previous film and they were just like, oh, oh yes, let's, let's slow it down and see how we can milk this puppy? Probably. Moonraker is basically a remake of The Spy Who Loved Me, which is a remake of You Only Live Twice. They're the same movie, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I had the vinyl of Moonraker, I definitely wouldn't spend time to drop the needle on that track specifically. I w- it's just going to go. Well, the, the Barry score is great. There's no, a great- I... I'm just Very saying, like, that. if I have that track, I'm not going to get up from my comfortable seating yeah, yeah, yeah. arrangement and drop the needle on that track specifically. If it comes on, it comes on. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm not good. wasting precious time. Okay. Right, Joshua, number 19. My number 19 is Die Another Day by Madonna. Hmm. Um, Two points. That's You're the highest ranker for that one, buddy. Why don't you tell us why? The Madge Badge. It's the guilty pleasure earworm for me. It is. And it is. I, I kind of wish they worked the theme of this of the song into the movie score itself. I think oh, that would have been okay. a bit a better payoff. Yeah. yeah. And I also love how it tells the story of Bond's torture in the North in the North Korean prison. Like I think it's, but I think it has to be the combination of the tight of the opening title sequence, and the, I think. Yeah, I, I just find like it's a catchy earworm for me. I don't know. And for some reason, I just love the inclusion of like the Spanish dancer shoes like throughout the, throughout the track, you know? <laughs> castanets. Yeah, castanets. Yeah, exactly. And the stomp, it reminds, the stomping, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. It kind of reminds dum, me of like... Um, <laughs> yeah, what? exactly. Like, all what of does it remind you of, like, Tommy? The, ma- the Mask of Zorro or something. I don't know. Like, oh, yeah, okay. Of, like, yeah. yeah. That's an awesome song. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. James Horner. Let's move Uh, on to uh, number 18. Um, Jeff, you want to go number 18? Uh, Yeah. I I have The Man with the Golden Gun. It's a bit of an an earworm. It's not the best song. Um, It's definitely... Again, I mean, ultimately what it is for me is it's not the worst song. It's definitely not the best song. And I Mm -hmm. thought it deserves some points, just not very many. Okay, well, there you go. And we that's us put it to rest now. It did get four points in total, though. So we'll see where that falls and it's uh, in its ranking when we're all done here. Uh, my <laughs> choice for number my choice for number 18 surprised me. Um, it was Thunderball because I love Tom Jones and I like the score to Thunderball, but I just think there are better Bond songs in there. Um, all of them are better, actually, apart from <laughs> seven or six. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, by the way, all of them are better. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. No, <laughs> no just five or six I've ranked worse. But Let me adjust what um, I just said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thunderball, two points for me. Um, it's, it's the start of the bloat. Uh, and although I enjoy the histrionics of the song, and I enjoy the exaggerated the hyperbole in the story. But is it because of the bloat you don't like it? Is that, is that the reason? No, it's not the stupid sonically? lyrics. It's okay. it's the, well, sonically, yeah. It's the stupid lyrics. Like it's it's dumb. It 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 makes no sense to the story of the film. There's 
And I think that might be a theme in some of our low scores, you know? Like, we like to have that connection in some capacity, at the very least. And I, I just don't... I get it, the element of danger. I get the element of a man who is, like, powerful and destructive. Like, okay, that, that works, but... You know, just name the song Blofeld, for fuck's sake, if that's what you want to do. Actually... Right? Like, Damn, you know it's the start it of the should have done that. Anyway, so that's 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 me. Anyway, that's me. Thunderball, sorry oh, guys. Uh, I know it's a classic, but I'm giving it uh, two points. Damn for you! A ranking there. And your Hawaiian <laughs> shirt too. No, that's fine. <laughs> Josh, my number eighteen is "All Time High" by Rita Coolidge. <clears throat> oh dear. I don't love this song. I don't mm-hmm. have a burning hatred for it like a thousand suns that Jeff does, but it's. <laughs> I don't know. It's serviceable, and I think it's better than the ones that happened before it. So, I'll admit it. I'll admit to it at that. I just Look, feel like for grocery store music, it's up there. I just find like the voice is just monotonous to me. Like it just doesn't <laughs> grab me at all. Like I have nothing wrong with the lyrics, or I have nothing against the lyrics or anything, or the even voice. the melody. To a sense, I just find that like it's again, it's that lullaby effect to me. It just doesn't grab me for a box song. <laughs> The lullaby effect. The, the monotonous lullaby effect. The worst kind. Okay. All right. Good, good. Uh, Jeff, what was your 18th? Sorry. Didn't uh, get to you yet. Oh, uh, my 18th was the man with the golden gun. Oh, yes. Right, right. I did yep. get that. Yep. yep. Okay. Well, I guess it's back to me then for number 17, No Time to Die. Oh. Um, no Time to Die, the recent Oscar winner. I give this 17. It, it's a better song than Writings on the Wall, in my opinion. But it lacks what I like, which is a bit of motion, a, a bit of rhythm. Like, it's, it's, it's slow, and there might be some percussion in there, but it doesn't pick up and carry anything. There might be. <laughs> well, there's a suggestion of it, right? Yeah, like, I, I know. There's a suggestion of percussion, but the yeah. song doesn't build. It, 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 I don't think it... I think it's a pretty song, and I think it's nicely performed by Billie Eilish, but it's, I would like to see it... Yes, deliberately, I think it's under. But it's deliberate because that's her style, in, in a way. If you know and what it's I mean, the, like it. yeah, yeah, I totally do. And I would like to have seen. I'd like to see something bigger, for that. That's how I feel. So no time to die. It's nice, but it, it's not great for me. Josh. So my number seventeen was your seventeen. No time oh, really? to die. My feelings are exactly about it. <laughs> You want to know what my 17 is? Well, you're going to die. You're, okay. All three of us, we're on the same we're on the same <laughs> wavelength, which means that it's anybody listening is wrong yeah. if they don't agree with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. clearly. <laughs> all three you. of us agree. That's elementary. Right, clearly. I mean, I don't know clearly. what else we have to tell you, but you're all freaking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly, it's fact. It's, that's it, yeah. You know, it's uh, the writing's on the wall. It is again. It. I don't mind Billie Eilish, uh, but it's. I mean, you know, it's. It is what it is. Uh, it mm. definitely doesn't deserve zero points, and it deserves no uh, more we, than we, one. We've given so it six. I, I, We've got I, six and yeah. So I think it's doing okay. I, it's the highest so. ranked song so far on Mass. You know, between the three of us. So that's true. That's true. Okay. So statistically, it's doing okay. Statistically, right? So let's move up then to our sixteenth tune, and this is the top of our lower levels category. Josh, 
Number 16 is The World Is Not Enough by Garbage. Mm. Hey. No, I thought you were a real fan of this one. So did I. I well, do, he, I, he, well I, he likes garbage, for sure. Mm-hmm. I do like this song, but, I mean, it's just not as good as the ones before it. You know, I think it's a good song for, you know, lower levels. It's, you know, two mm-hmm. points is, is good for it. There's just mm-hmm. songs above it that are, that are that are up to me or objectively better. And it's not mm-hmm. really a trash, a, a diss on it, but, yeah. There's parts of the song that I really like, mm-hmm. and I think Shirley Manson does a good job overall. I find her vocals kind of drop in some places where it's a little clunky, and it just doesn't fit her style entirely. But mm-hmm. she does a, she does a great go at it, and the lyrics are good to this one. The lyrics are the, good. The lyrics are Don good. Black, yeah, lyri- Don Black wrote good stuff. It's lower tier, but as I said, it's following a much higher rated mm-hmm. pizzas mm-hmm. in my opinion. Okay. Well, I went for Tomorrow Never Dies here, so I'm okay. very firmly within the uh, Pierce Brosnan era as well. Um, I don't like the song terribly much. It's not bad. I liked it when I was younger more than I did now. Um, mm. I think maybe I got swelled up a bit with Cheryl Crow, her popularity, her, you know, yeah, she's talented. But objectively, there's not a lot to this tune that really is It's great. So I'm going... Two points for this one on 16 for me. It's better than that song where she, there was something about it in the sun, that song, which was all over I want to soak up the sun. Oh, my God. I want to soak oh, up the sun. That song is... That's when I actually started not liking Cheryl Crow, is but she got way too Fair poppy enough. in that sense. Fair enough. I prefer, like, Tuesday Night Music Club. Uh, oh, know, yeah. That is like, better. That is much better. <laughs> Every day is a winding blah, road. Blah, I don't know. But, but yeah, it really it, it's fun. I agree with you, though. I get it. <laughs> All right. Is that us guys moving? No, it's not us moving away from 16, is it? I knew there was someone missing, and it was me. I came to the conclusion that my number 16 is the world is not enough. So yeah, okay. we, we've already spoke about that. Um, we did a big episode on that with Chris, didn't we? <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it again, it, it definitely warrants some points here. Um, and, uh, but it's, it is what it is. Uh, okay. All right. All right, guys. No problemo. Let's move up then guys to the next category. And the next category is mid table. Hire me or fire me. It's entirely up to you. Number 15, Josh. Tomorrow never dies by Cheryl Crow. (laughs) Well, we chop and change, don't we? Yeah. A little bit of that, a little bit of this. Uh, you know, the song is okay. I did like it more in my youth. Uh, I find the one thing that bothers me about it is that it's not thematic in the in the, in the David Arnold score. Uh, also, the bitterness that Katie Lang's theme yeah. was used instead. But it's I don't mind the song. Like it's not terrible or anything. It's just there, you know. I do um, find her vocals some, piercing in moments though that I really like. It's yeah, not, it's not always the greatest. That last held note. Yeah, it, it's kind of like where it's very where rules on enough in this song are very close to me is because. While I like Shirley Manson's vocals better in The World Is Not Enough, I find mm-hmm. like the music, like the, the melody of The World Is Not Enough just is kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just I just never liked that theme song. A bit cloudy, and yeah. Bit cl- yeah, it's, but whereas Tomorrow Never Dies, it's the vocals that really kind of aren't great for it. But I do kind of, I do like the musical mode, if, even if it wasn't used in the film, Mm-hmm. I, I do. I do like the sound of this of the film, and I've seen people cover it, and it it is actually a, a good tune in in that way. But okay, cool. 
it stands where it stands, number 15. Yeah, well, um, absolutely. It'll sit there. Uh, my number 15 is The World Is Not Enough. So we are in the same ballpark with all these uh, Brosnan tunes, or with these two Brosnan mm-hmm. tunes anyway. I went for 15, and guys, that closes The World Is Not Enough and gives it a total score of 7 overall. So as of now, that is the film that's leading the way in terms of points. That's the song that's leading the way. Interesting. Uh, Over to you, Double O Chapman. Okay, you know what? I numbers is not my strong suit. Uh, I, what I meant to say is, um, you you know my name is mm-hmm. the one um, that I, I I was I meant to switch that up. So what I I mean, the world is not enough is actually uh, is my number fifteen, and my sixteen was the uh, oh, okay. You know my name. I apologize. I was okay. Just, right. So I, I was no just problem, doing no a last problem. minute. So I, I'm I'm sorry about that. So you're, uh, we're, all we're doing really is switching them around. So The World Is Not Enough around. gets your number 15 at three points, and You Know yeah. My Name by Chris Cornell gets two points and number 16. Correct. That is correct. No problem. That's easily done. We've got I'm it done. I'm surprised at your low ranking of that song. Is it like My World Is Not Enough argument? There's just simply better songs than that one <clears> that to, to rank, and that's just to be where honest, it falls okay. in, the, in yeah. the ranking. I mean... If I'm if I'm ranking it as like a rock song, obviously I like it better. But for what it is, if we're talking Bond songs, it's yeah. Okay. It's, it's right. I think once you get past like the two like the Nadir categories and the and even in after lower levels, you'll find that like what we're doing is we're rating the Bond songs oh, in yeah. terms of what we like better than the other one. You know, I think you get to that point where the, when we the get one up the to bottom the very tiers, top tier is, it's, yeah. you're, you're probably going to be surprised what I pick, but I think I, I actually stuck it. Well, uh, I'll talk about that when we get there, but anyways, uh, just stay tuned, folks. That was my little like, <laughs> <laughs> don't just log out now. <laughs> but All right. So that brings us up to number 14 then. Um, number 14, go, Josh. My number 14 is. The From Russia with Love by Matt Monroe. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So I like the song. I think it works well with the movie with the very score. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, again, it's that world's not enough argument. I just like the songs above it more. As okay. simple as that. That's her. Well, my number 14 is Sheena Easton's For Your Eyes Only. Nope. Wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, no, you can be. You, you, listen, no, no, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't mind hearing your challenge, man. Um, no, I no. like Bill Conti's score. It's one of my favorites in the whole series. I like the song. I like the lyrics by Mick Leeson. I, I just what you don't like her short hair is what 1981. Right. Come on, yeah, that's what, what that's hell? what it's all about, man. I just don't like her hair. No, <laughs> I don't know. I I like it as a love song, as a love theme, but as a title theme, I don't know. For your eyes only. I, I get it. I, I do understand. I mean, you're wrong, but I understand. That's okay. <laughs> I'm not explaining myself <laughs> well. It's, 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 it's a feel. Yeah, that's fine. I get it. I, I do. To be the I motto of, of the show. I you're wrong, it. but I get it. <laughs> you're wrong, but I get it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You're a total arse, but I understand. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, guys. I know it's, it's a weird pick because I think... Josh, when you and I did this like 10 years ago, I'm pretty sure For Your Eyes Only was up much higher than this, but I've been trying to do it as honestly as I can. I recall it was, yes. Anyway, moving on, guys. Um, Who's next? Jeff, you're 14. 14, uh, Goldeneye. Uh, Okay. Hmm. Yeah. It is a good good song. I do like it. Um, I mean, you know, 
Tina Turner. Uh, it's good stuff. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. there are, and it, it 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 works with the film. I do like again. It's a good. It's interesting because you know everyone knows her uh, iconically through the sixties, seventies, and eighties. But it's it's nice that she, she was able to do like a a nineties song. I mean, she was still putting out records. Yes, and right. I think the song does actually work for the film. It does deserve points. It's just it's it's definitely not. Uh, zero, and it's definitely not uh, you know the top tier uh, of the elite songs. So I thought it was I was being um, respectful, and uh, I think where I have her at fourteen or Goldeneye the track at fourteen is is respectable. It is, and I've got you scored. Your three marks are there, buddy. Okay, Josh, back to you for number thirteen. You Only Live Twice by Nancy Sinatra. You only score mid-table points of value of three. Okay. It's a pretty song. I, I like it, it is. musically. It is. Yes. Yeah, it is. But it, it is. But, it, but, it, but it's ephemeral. You know, it's, mm-hmm. again, it's serviceable. It's um, serviceable. It definitely fits the movie, in my yep. opinion. And it does. It gives you a great Barry score. So mm-hmm. kudos to that. Um, I just I think like they could have got maybe a more dynamic singer than Nancy Sinatra. Again, it's that lullaby effect, but I don't mind it as much as in this one, because mm-hmm. I think Sinatra has a bit of a sass to her, you know. She so, does for sure. Yeah, but in this okay. particular case, uh, yeah, it's just you know it's ephemeral. It's it's there. I enjoy it. It's pretty, but nothing more than that. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful motif. You know? Yeah, that's the thing. I think I might. Yeah, the motif. I love that. The lyrics are very vague. The lyrics are vague. When we did a, a review of the show, guys, you remember when I played the other two songs, one of which I was really keen on. I don't remember which one it was now, but I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. Um, the other songs that were written and composed and recorded for the, for the film, but it was Sinatra's, obviously, that took the, took the cake. This is my number 13, so I am with you every step of the way. Every breath you take, Yay. every choice you make, I'll be ranking you. Likewise. Take my breath away. Was that a yes. sting at somebody? I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I'm at 13 as well. Uh, Chapman, don't leave us speaking of Number 13. Oh. Speaking of, speaking uh, of uh, danger zones. Yeah. Mm. Another way to die. Oh, I finally shows up on yours. That that, that yeah, this, is I, a big, this is our first real big difference. Josh yeah, and I were 23, 24. <laughs> Is it is this is this your love of the Jack White coming out here? Yeah, it it it, it, it is, and uh, you know, um, one I, I, it was funny because I was like, hey, see, he can't play the drums, so he could have just. And when I saw this, I was like, he could have been the White Stripes just by himself. <laughs> Cons- conspiracy theorists think dot dot dot. Wow, well, I mean, yeah, he, you know. Um, I don't know. I, I liked it. I mean, granted, it is it is weird for a Bond song. It's a little too like rock, and I mean, they they got two really important people at the time for for of course, like, pop musicians. Yeah. Rock, uh, and I mean, also from like 
They're both pop. I mean, but they're also like Alicia Keys is also from like I guess you could say she's like R and B because she does a lot of sort of yeah. um, in that in that style. Um, but also she is she can do anything really. I mean, she's fantastic. I, I I had her first album and I really liked it at a time when I wouldn't listen to that type of music and I really Me did too. like yeah. that album. So that says something. I'm not just like I. <laughs> um, and obviously, I I pretty much like everything Jack White's ever done. So I am a bit biased in that sense. I did like the song. I just maybe it's because it was different. I was like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I mean, there's we could definitely argue this, and I get it. Like, it's not everyone's cup of tea, and we, it's clear that that's the case in this. And uh, I'm not going to fight tooth and nail over it. So I can I can understand, and I appreciate where you guys mm-hmm. ranked it. Yeah, I, 13th, I just like it. Thirteenth place ranking doesn't lend itself to a tooth and nail fight, but if it was higher up, then I think you would have your sure. right to do so. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it, but but it is quite different from how, where you ranked it. But maybe I ranked it a little too high, but for for where it is, I'm okay with it. And uh, it was just, okay. it, I think it, what it was is when I when I heard the song and I saw it, I was like, okay, this is cool, this is new, this is fresh. You know, it was like it's kind of like bringing back sort of the rock style, almost like a live and let die. Like, okay, they're going, you know, relevant pop artist heavy. It was just different, but anyways, that's just my take on it. All right. Well, Josh, what about you? Number 12 now. We're going to 12. My my number 12 is a girl's best friend. Diamonds are forever. I'm surprised to see this one at 12 for you. I am too. Anyway. So what was your thinking here? Because the song afterwards, I just like a little bit more. I know that's been my argument all the time. <laughs> that's good. But... Nah, it's, it's the, the, the song that outranks this, the, the one immediately afterwards, uh, just has that oomph that I think this song is missing. But they're both kind of on the lower scale of the classic Bond song. They're on the lower on the lower scale. Uh, like Diamonds is a great tune. It's 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 wonderfully scored by Barry, great, wonderfully sung by Shirley Bassey. But there's just something empty about this song. I can't quite put my finger to it. Okay. But it just doesn't have. It's that aesthetic, yeah. It's, it's missing a fire, in my opinion. It's missing a fire. And maybe that could do the fact that it's a great song for a terrible Bond movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It might that, have something that to do with it. that. Yeah, it's a, yeah. certainly a lesser Bond film. I think we would three of us would agree. Uh, and, um, I mean, yeah. we, we obviously, in relation to the, the episode we did with Chris, mm-hmm. uh, um, we, I think we all kind of almost agreed that the score was pretty much... The best thing about it. The, yeah. best, the best thing about the film yeah uh my number 12 is skyfall so i'll be the first to put that one on the list um i like skyfall uh i think when the film came out i liked the song a lot more because i was on the buzz of it and now it's it's breathed it's lived it's still good it's uh right there in the middle for me skyfall okay I have no more to say about that, guys. I, I like Adele's vocals, and the musical accompaniment is nice. And unlike No Time to Die, this song does grow to a place where I feel the drama that I'm looking for in a song. So I'm I'm going 12 for this. Jeff? I did all the time in the world. Um, okay. All right. I, I, I actually... I mean, it's funny because I—I I mean, I only have it here, but I think it's it's really uh, grown on me since we did the... We did the rewatch a while ago when we did the we did the mm-hmm. the score episode, um, 
and even just also watching No Time to Die and just having those little. I, I think it's a really good song. I actually really enjoy it. Um, and so because of that, the more recent listens to it, it mm-hmm. that definitely made it higher on my list. Again, I know yeah. it's only twelve, but I still think I'm I'm doing it, giving it justice here because it is a nice yeah, song yeah. and it, it's quite different for a Bond song. But mm-hmm. I, it holds out quite well, so I, and I still it's feel the film as well. Yeah, yeah, it, it does, and I, I still think um, at twelve for me is good. Yep. Like okay. It. Well, guys, I think what Josh said a couple moments ago was right, and certainly listening to the episode, you'll be picking up on this, everyone. You know that that we are kind of now at the stage where we're giving ranking to songs based on how we personally feel about them, recognizing that they're all good, but some better than others, just some better than others. But I do think that we yeah. will have. We will have occasions now coming up. To oh, yeah. It's coming a up. A few more yeah. comments. A few more comments to make. But, yeah, this midsection oh, category yeah. for sure. My number 11, it's a great tune. There's no questions about it. We all like it. But my number 11, Josh, if I can steal your thunder for a moment, I'll start off. And I know it might not sit terribly right with you. So this will be an interesting one. The Living Daylights for me, number 11. Okay. What do you What do you think of that? I'm not surprised. I know I like that song a lot more than you do. Uh-huh. I know, I know you like this song. I know you enjoyed it, but now, now it's uh, like I said, it's no holds barred. Now we're in the octagon. We're we're with like all, we're, we're at the point now of the, of the list where we are ranking. You know, we're in the Thunderdome. Uh, you know, if you want to bring Tina Turner in, into this, right? She's so, coming. She's coming. Uh, <laughs> she's coming. Yeah, yeah. All right. Crazy What's your Mallard. number eleven? <laughs> What's your number eleven, Proud Mary? What is it? Yeah. Well. This is now. Remember, this is my point of view. No, of course. To a kill. Oh, I like that. I like. Well, you were just waiting for that fucking moment, weren't you? You're just spent that. Oh yes. You, you got that done. <laughs> I'm done. Show's over. <laughs> I, Go to I, sleep, everybody. I won. Tw- I, won- I went to the casino. I won twenty bucks of blackjack. I'm yeah. done. All right, nice one. That's I'll a good be at place the bar while like you it. go lose all your money. Uh, yeah, no, a view to a kill. Like, yeah, Duran Duran is awesome, but you know. It's just again, it's that ranking, right? What songs mm-hmm. do I like more? What songs move me more? What's more powerful? A Beautiful Kill is a mediocre Bond film. It has its moments. Christopher Walken, mm-hmm. you know, Grace Jones, all that's pretty cool. Uh, the John Barry score is good, and Duran Duran puts together a, a pretty, you know, rocking song here. Mm-hmm. But is it as good as the others? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. it's not. But it's it's still fun. All right, uh, my number eleven is. Oh, sorry, number eleven. Yeah, my number eleven is. Oh, I just did that. Off, Scott. Sorry, I thought it was. Uh, what happened? You it see, I, let us know when you're done arguing with yourself, and then we'll. Try. I, it goes to eleven. I yeah. I jumped the queue. I jumped the queue at one point, and that screwed me yeah. up. So, go, Jeff. Back to you, buddy. Oh, number eleven. Eleven. Okay. So I actually chose "You Only Live Twice," and I, again, so okay. with with going up with these higher numbers now, mm-hmm. I kind of had a different. The way I was thinking, it was as much as like I like these songs. It was more like what the songs in the film do to me, as much as I like the song. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, yeah. And I think so, that's right. I and, think they should. And you're definitely and and I'm gonna say this a, a few more times because you're gonna kind of be surprised where some of the clearly, if you're looking because you have you know the master sheet there, you'll see what's missing for what I've chosen, and you're like, what the hell is Jeff doing exactly? Yeah, uh, and but that, so, that's what this is all about. But, but this is but this is where I kind of thought differently, being like, well, this is 
my train of thought, which is always a wreck. <laughs> uh, but but anyway, so I think as much as the the track that I like in in relation to "You Only Live Twice." The song works in the film, and that's why I think I rated it so high. It's not necessarily like, again, I would keep dropping the needle on this bad boy. Mm-hmm. But I like the song, and it it's... Uh, so that's why I figured uh, I will give it respectable points. And yeah. I, I feel number 11 and 3 is, is definitely respectable yeah. for it. All right. We've all ranked You Only Live Twice now, and I can say yeah. that we've yeah. got nine points for it. It is the song that is currently in the lead for our points tally. So we'll see how this works out. Uh, oh, number okay. 10. Hmm. Number 10. Uh, we're at the top of the mid-table, guys. Uh, my number 10 is from Russia with Love. I like this I theme. I like how it's used in the story. It's a classic tune. It's a banger. It's fun to sing. This is a shower song for me. I like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's exciting. Uh, and I like Matt Monroe's vocal. I don't have a lot more yeah, to say about it. it. it it's, it's nostalgic. A, it's it throws song. me back. Yeah, number 10 for me, just at the top 10. Three points for you from Russia with Love. So that's me and Josh both having given it three. Josh, what's mm-hmm. your number 10? My number 10 strikes like Thunderball. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. All right. And we've already talked about that one, too. Unless there's something extra you want to say to that, buddy. Uh, I was at 18, and you were at 3s, or at, at 10, so maybe there's some something worth talking about there. But It's iconic to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, uh, and uh, I think Tom Jones just kills it. So yeah, he almost killed himself. If you well, almost exactly. killed himself. Exactly. Yeah. I, now I always think of that, that, that Looney Tunes cartoon when, like, the opera singer, like, his bus is... Uh, collar off yeah he's yeah. holding that note you know but he's like yeah that's what i think of <laughs> <laughs> what's your number 10 chapman uh skyfall uh, oh, okay. i think it's a good song like I, mm-hmm. I i mean you know adele is is fantastic and when i heard that adele was doing a song i was like okay it's probably gonna be good and then i was like yeah this is good and, like, and it is good i'm an adele yeah. fan but I, I and i to be honest at first i wasn't always an adele fan but at the same time like i knew that she was good so it wasn't just like uh i wasn't just trying to be like difficult and be like i'm not really an adele fan but i know she's good i did end up becoming an adele fan. like i don't actually have any albums but i mean because i worked at a record store when she was popular i listened to it in nauseam and i ended up really starting to appreciate her more and i do like this song i i actually think it it does work for a bond song and i do like it in the film as well so i i I thought i rated it fairly high so intense pretty good and i'm I'm very happy with where i where i put that for uh for skyfall all right well josh here we are, moving up into the next category, guys. This is the Damn Good Tunes, Sheer Magnetism, darling, from places 9 to 4. I think we can probably swing through this rather swiftly. If uh, mm-hmm. if I start with ninth place, this is where Goldfinger sits for me. It is a damn good tune, but there are others I like more. Iconic, the word you use, Josh, to describe Thunderball. This is iconic. Without the sound of thun- of Goldfinger, without the, the brass in the song, without the, the pinch of kind of fear that's projected. We don't have a lot of what's in the Bond sound in the future. So this is a real important tune. But for me, it's not as listenable as some others. But I'm going to give it four points 
for being a damn good tune there at number nine. Very good. I disagree, but very good. All right. What's your nine then? For Your Eyes Only, Sheena Easton. Okay. 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 I like the song. I like the melody. Uh, I like the lyrics. I think, yes, it's a romance thing at the same time, but I think on a popular level, it works well. It's iconic in that sense. Mm -hmm. And it sounds, yeah. So, you know, and uh, I don't know, it it just, it it just, um, what's the word? It just slaps, you know, like it slaps. I like that. What about you, Chapman? Uh, Thunderball. Thunderball, Um, Again. That's Thunderball. Again. Yeah. So, I mean, with, with Thunderball, like, I think it's um, I, I like it just because Tom Jones just like, gives her uh, and it it's just and so I just I like sort of the build up of the song and it's it's showing like it's you know it's bigger than life which is pretty much the film um, <laughs> I mean we, we can we can argue a lot of different things about the film and all that kind of stuff but I just thought like you know listening to it again I'm like this is a it's a pretty big song and it, it, it hits lots of notes pun intended and i just thought it, it does kind of resonate pun intended uh pretty high up there and so that's why i decided to put it in the yeah. in the top well i guess to, uh, the in the damn good tune uh, damn section category songs yeah. mm-hmm. i get kind of boost uh goosebumps you know not, yeah. it's not the big it's not the big parts like you know when he's going when he's going to the highest octaves it's it's like when he's just doing like uh, when he's just doing like a simple verse, you know, and it's just like he just he just nails it, you know, with yeah. each line, and yeah. it's just yeah, this is Bond, this is Bond, this is. And Bond, I'm right? not really a yeah. Tom Jones fan, but I do actually like this song, so that's why that actually. Okay. This, so this is actually okay. yeah, that's pretty good for me, to be honest with you, because uh, okay. I'm not whoa. really. A... Whoa, Jeffrey! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, see what I did there? I uh, to Jeffrey for Delilah. Yeah, that's <laughs> not yep. what you did there. Well, let's go, guys, on to number eight now. Uh, this is where I situate GoldenEye, eighth top overall. Okay. I like the nice. song. Yeah, it's, I get it's it. It's a good tune. I don't ever get yeah. bored of it. It's it is. suitable. And nope. it's fun. It and it's gloomy. It's and it's atmospheric. And it does some of the same things lyrically that Thunderball does, ironically, you know, and sort of its ambiguous references to yeah. fear and whatever. But it's, uh, I think it's a bit it, sharp. It always holds okay. up well. Mm-hmm. You got well. Tina Turner, Bono and the Edge. Yep. I mean, you, you don't get a better team uh, than yeah. that, right? Yeah. No. So. That's true. What did you go for then, Josh? Number eight. Number eight. Nobody does it better, except no. the ones after this. <laughs> <laughs> All seven of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, nobody does it better. It's a. have grown to really appreciate it over the years. I found it originally very kind of lackluster <laughs> for the big movie, The Spy Who Loved Me Was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, is, but... Over time, I really come to appreciate Nobody Does It Better. It's the intricacies. It's a fantastically well-made ballad. It's about James Bond's character. Uh, There's just so much stuff to to love in it. And even though it starts out slow in that lullaby fashion I've been criticizing, it builds as it goes along very subtly. I think it's the part when the the percussion comes in midway that it's just like, oh, yeah, like this is a great tune. Yeah. So nice. Nobody Does It Better, Carly Simon. I mean, yeah, Bond classic. No I way, mean, no way to argue. People that don't even watch Bond know it as no. Oh yeah, totally. So totally. I mean, there, there's something there, right? You know, this and, gets oh, a lot yeah. of radio play with James Bond being in the lyrics. Yeah, which is pretty cool. It's, yeah, you just hear those notes, and you're just like, it's James Bond. Like, so Jeff, what about you? Number eight. Uh, Diamonds are forever. Uh, oh, okay, I, right. I I really like that song. 
Um, yep. More more than the film itself, and it's it, it's just like and again, it's not my necessarily like my type of music, but it works you got really well, and, and I enjoy. Props. I got respect for it, and I enjoy it. Um, nice. Uh, All right. So well. I, I thought it it definitely deserves a top tier. Yeah. Higher echelon than the others, mm-hmm. um, for what it is. Uh, and I I think again the music like we were again we're beating a dead horse here, uh, but. Um, the music for Diamonds Are Forever uh, significantly raises the bar of that yeah, film. Yeah, it does. It does. It and, lifts the film uh, in a, in a head. Yeah. yeah, it does a lot of lifting in the movie. You're definitely... It does definitely. a lot of lifting. Well, why don't we mosey on to number seven, our 007, still in the damn good go. tunes category. I'll Absolutely. start then. This, this is where we put all-time high to rest. Uh, this is my seventh mm. favorite Bond film song. And uh, my four points bring it to a total of six, which is not going to win any awards. Um, But I'm pleased that it's not at the bottom. I know you guys, and we, myself included, we've had a lot of fun with this tune over the years. Um, But of the Roger Moore songs, of the Roger Moore songs, um, I think that not necessarily my favorite, but definitely best captures him and his bond and this film to a perfect T. It's slower. It's sexier. It's... Sleazy Why are you doing man. Roger like that? Why are you insulting him? I'm not. This. <laughs> no, I'm this not. feels like. No, I, I, I agree with Scott. No, I like, get it. I get it. I get it. This, get this it. works yeah. for me. I like the sax. I like Tim Rice's vocals. I know it. Or, sorry, Tim Rice's lyrics. Uh, I know what you're saying. I think it was Tim that wrote this one. I might be wrong. Yeah, he wrote this one. I get what you're saying about, about Rita Coolidge maybe not having the greatest voice for it, but. It's also adult contemporary. At this stage in his career, Roger That's Moore is adult contemporary. <laughs> the atmosphere works. Yes. The atmosphere oh works. Grocery store. And That's what adult contemporary is, this grocery store. Okay, frozen peas. Yeah, okay, I got it. Anyway, yeah. it's over. Saxophone, frozen All peas. All time high. You got love for me. You got love to, You got love for me. We've got six points in total, but you're not winning any prizes. Uh, Josh, number seven. <laughs> number seven. And this could have possibly have gone higher. I don't know. It, dep- it really depends on how you feel about this, the song on a certain time when you're ranking it. Right. But, you know, over yeah, time, exactly. I've really, really come to love it. I love the beginning of just like the, of the guitar leading you in. Um, just the fantastic vocals in this song. It just is so rich and deep. And then, of course, you have then just the fantastic strings and brass through this song. It's just a beautiful, beautiful song. We have all the time in the world. By oh, good for you. Good, good choice. Yep, yep. It, it, it's a it's a fantastic song. I've really just on, really just, I've really started to like it myself. Hello, good. So just that's, on its own. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's very. And it good. builds so well too. And it's still collecting points. And it's, points not, on it's our, not, our it's not. It's not. It's not one that you, like you know. It almost doesn't even. I mean. Everyone knows it sounds like Louis Armstrong. But it almost doesn't. I, I mean, okay, I'll be honest. I don't listen to a lot of Louis Armstrong. I have nothing against him, but it almost doesn't feel like a Louis Armstrong song to me. But it's a very good song. So I, I think you've definitely done it justice where you put it here, and it is a great Bond song. So I think. And then I also I love OHMSS to pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just yeah. connects it, well, yeah. thematically, emotionally. Great. To mm-hmm. that movie for me, so that puts it a, that puts it up high, high, sure. high for me. Yeah, totally makes Elevates sense. It. Yeah. What about you, Chapman? What's your seven, buddy? My seven is a view to kill. A view yeah, to okay. kill. Okay. Yep. Okay. Good. Like you know, I really, I really like that song. I mean, I, I 
it's a good it's, it's a good song uh, it's the you know the mid 80s it's like, again when you have bands like uh you know we have aha and, and duran duran and um I thought they were both used really well for for the the songs for their uh, for their respective films, and I think this track is it's a really good track and it, it works well. It's relevant for the time. Uh, the track is strong. It's fun. It does feel like a Bond song. It does work, and uh, I just think it, it it holds up really well. I mean, obviously it's dated, but mm-hmm. it's a great it's a great song, and I enjoy it every time I listen to it. I agree, and I gave it a place on in number six, so I'm right next to you. Josh was at 11, you're at seven, I'm at six. We're not in dissimilar ballparks, guys, and I can now say that A View to a Kill is leading the way with 11 points, so let's keep going. Number six, Josh, what's yours, buddy? Number six is GoldenEye by Tina Turner. Ooh, yeah, nice one. Nice. GoldenEye is now finished as well, so GoldenEye has 13 points. <laughs> what a tally. For Goldeneye. Wow. Musically, it's the best thing about that film. <laughs> no, that's not right. Just a, Goldeneye but, has 11 points as well. Sorry, mate. Sorry. I was just going to say, musically, it's the best thing about that film. Uh, the uh, combo of The Edge and Bono and then Tina Turner's vocals just mm-hmm. hit it. The, vi- the video is still one of my favorite Bond opening titles. Uh, it's o- Opening titles. Yep. Because just like the fall of the cold, of the Soviet Union, Cold War Im- end of Cold War imagery is just fantastic in that. And thematically connected to it, it's almost a precursor to like the the the, the Kleinman um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, videos of the of the, yeah. of the of the Craig era. You know, like using visuals that were to be used in the movie to showcase things, right? It does. And yeah, the lyrics are bang are bang on. Like they're just bang on, and, and Tina Turner just purrs it out. And it's almost a malevolence to it too, which is really interesting. Yeah, there is. Which kind of connects yeah, yeah. a. It kind of connects a little bit to Goldfinger in that way too, mm-hmm. so it's kind yeah. of uh, a nod it's to Goldfinger. It is, but but not a nod, but not a an imitation of it or a, mm-hmm. a reestablishment of it. Like they were trying too hard to do with License to Kill, for example. Yeah, um, stands on its own two legs. So for that, sure. that's a that's a good point because it does kind of yeah. well, it, it does resemble kind of um, Shirley Bassey there just because of well, sheer, the sheer pipes. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, like it's. So I agree with you on that, yeah. Good one. Yeah, it, it's just badass. It's just a badass. badass. It is, yeah. It it's is. A badass. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is badass. So guys, let's move up. Uh, let's let's keep going. Chapman, you're number six. Uh, Living Daylights. Man, I love that song. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a great, great it's a song. Good Again, yeah. I like it because it, it does a lot of things here, where it's still like a popular band at the time, like, you know, at the height of their of their career um and they bang out a bond song and it's solid as hell and it works with the movie the <clears> video <throat> is great the so- I, I mean there's different versions of the song that also kick major ass mm-hmm. and uh, it's just it's it's a treat to listen to i mean it's a period piece like obviously you know it does course, sound like yes. the 80s and all that yeah. kind of stuff but but it still holds up really well Mm-hmm. And uh, I, that's why I it think it it, it 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 rocks, and um, it's a rad song. If I should, I guess I should put like a, a contemporary term uh, <laughs> for yeah, the yeah, time. Yeah. I think six for me is uh, is a respectable place for it on that list. Nice one, on my list. Okay, top five. Here we go. Um, my fifth favorite James Bond song. Josh has already said a lot about it. Jeff's already said a lot about it. It is We Have All the Time in the World. So I'm going to say nothing. 
much about it at all. This is my fifth favorite Bond song it, for all the reasons you guys stated, and uh, I really like it. It's a wonderful it. song. I really like it. Yeah. yeah, it's very good. Jazzy. I like I like the, the jazzy-ness mm-hmm. to it as yeah. well. It, it, you, you know, you could, it swings a bit. It swings a bit, and it's melancholy a little when it needs to be, and it's got a real mm-hmm. real fusion of different feelings. I like it a lot. Great tune. And well now, done, John Barry. Because of how it was... Um, you know, brought back in No Time to Die, it mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. kind of uh, it made me enjoy it a little bit more too, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And so, uh, but it, it, anyways, yeah, it's a great it's a great track. So good choice, Josh. My number five is You Know My Name by Chris Cornell. Oh, a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this song was refreshing. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was uh, it was a gamble to take, uh, yeah. but Eon did it. And it served so well introducing the new James Bond, Daniel Craig. Mm -hmm. This was not going to be the usual Bonds we had previously. We weren't going to drip into nostalgia too much. We wanted a whole new look for Bond, a whole new feel for him. And what better way to get like a grunge master like Cornell in there to do it. But Cornell is also one of the most, you know, with Kurt Cobain's passing prior to this, Chris Cornell has to be probably one of the most soulful of the grunge musicians of that era. And he has a powerful voice of his own, you know, and mm-hmm. I just had a soulful voice. And I just think he carried it so well. And he, I, I think there's a great masculinity, but a vulnerability to this in the lyrics and, and to the presentation of the song that really fits Daniel Craig's Bond. Uh, musically, the, the I mean, the song doesn't, doesn't have a Casino Royale in the lyrics, so some people might take that against it, but... It's not about that. It, it's about, you know, establishing a new bond, a new field, a new aesthetic, and also just getting to the to the core of who James Bond is. And I think that song did it beautifully, and it just rocks. It's, 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 yeah, it's just really it great. It's It works so well with David Arnold's score, uh, and I loved the, uh, the somewhat dated, but still, you know, good um, animations for the title sequences. Yeah. It worked really well. And yeah, it just fit. It was like, you know, like it was lightning in a bottle. Like it just fit that film so well. So yeah, and right. I, 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 and and I love the song. It's great. It, it is good. Again, it's well, one of those like rockers that really works. Yeah. Uh, so I agree with you on that. Yeah. Uh, my number five is actually from Russia with Love. And again, so with these top like the five and up, you're, you're probably going to be surprised what I choose. But again, I did mention this earlier where I'm saying it's it's almost as much about the film and like the importance of the film and the song together is where I came up with these because I know that when we had spoken about tracks before these are probably ranked differently but I was kind of going with sort of like how they're iconic as much as it is sort of like my personal stance so obviously it's how much I enjoy it but also I just feel overall like the importance of the song in, in, in the Bond films as they are so that being said, yeah. yeah, the Bond Stratosphere. So this is why I chose From Russia with Love, because it's a great song. I love the film. It's my favorite uh, Bond film. And um, and I just think it's a it's a it's a really great track for, for what it is. Uh, it fits well. It's uh, I just the, the feeling of it, I just I think it just it goes really well. And I mean it, it's not it's funny because I say that, but it's not like uh, of other Bond songs, I like other Bond songs more, but I find it's more important. That's why I rated it higher. And I'm, Well, your four will... points have brought it up to a 10, which currently puts it in uh, alone in, 
but we got three at 11 and one at 10. So you're up there. That's, that's helped to bring it up for sure. Because Josh and I had it a little bit lower on our lists. You're welcome, Matt Monroe. You're welcome. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, send your money to the estate of yeah. Jeffrey Chapman. Um, there you go. Number four. This is the last song in our Damn Good Tunes category before we get to the Eon Elite. And this song has dropped for me to number four. It is not in the Elite. It is Live and Let Die. Um, ah, wow. This is a surprise for me, I know. Um, but the last couple of years, I have just felt myself leaning towards other tunes. I am in full appreciation of this song's awesomeness. I oh, can't yeah. say a bad thing about it. I'm just going to try nope. to say three things better about three other songs. So, <laughs> things so I'm going... Um, I'm going number four for this, and I know we got more conversation on it, so I'm going to lay the chat there at the top of the category at fourth place for me, and that's four marks for Live and Let Die, but I'm the first to touch it, so yep, over to you guys, number four. Go ahead, Josh. Number four for me is Skyfall by Adele. Hmm. Okay, right. That's good. pretty high. I mean, it's good. I mean, it, yep. it, it's yep. a banger. Worthy. It sounds oh, yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh Unfortunately, not utilized enough in Newman's score, but mm-hmm. still, it's thematically coherent. It's it's just like everything about it, just like the old the old school feel to it, but not sounding too old school, sounding modern, fitting Adele's style that, uh, very well. It also has just some great uh, string and choral sections. Like it just really, really works. Mm-hmm. It might be a little, arguably a bit, a little too long. But mm-hmm. I still feel that, uh, yeah, it just pops. Good. And um, I've grown to love it. Yeah. Nice one. All right, Jeff, number four. Live and let die. Okay, you're with me on number four. Okay, okay. Yep. Uh, it's. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's great. 70s rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, when you have Paul McCartney write a song, and again, it's got a feel, like, you know, it's got that whole sort of like, orchestra feel like score feel to it plus rock and roll plus it really does encompass and feel like a bond song it, it's yeah it does good. and nice one. It, and you know it's almost 50 years old and like it just know, it, 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 it it's shelf life it doesn't expire <laughs> yeah, it is 50 years old i guess isn't it really in a sense uh, i mean if wait. it was written it's well, written 71 72 oh yeah yeah no 70 70 72 yeah three yeah, 73. Thank you. Okay, nice one. Um, well, that brings us, guys, to the Eon Elite. And if there's a drum roll, we'll hear it now. Because for the third place song, we are each given five points. For the second place song, we are each awarding six points and 007 points for our top Bond song. We have got an absolute wonderful range of conversation ahead in the last minutes of our episode. So let's see how we get on with this then. Number three for me is Chris Cornell's You Know My Name. This is a song that has wow. jumped in my appreciation. It has wow. jumped in my rankings. I love the bridge. I love the lyrics. I'm right with Josh when I when I listen to him talk about the reinvention of the Bond character. I think this captures that perfectly. Yeah, that's good. I'm, and I like it. It's a fun song to listen to. I like the metaphorical language. It doesn't feel too forced. It feels really quite, um, quite character-rooted. And... I, I think it's it's such a fun, gritty tune. And that vulnerability that you cite in the tune, Josh. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, buddy. So for me, this is a, this is a top three song. And I'm, I put it in there at number three. So that brings us to a total of, let's see, five, two, and four. So that's 11. It, it's not, it's not going to be top, but it's up there. It's up there. 
Third place for you, Josh. Number three, no surprise that this would be in my top three, and that is The Living Daylights by AHA. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> nope. Yeah, absolutely adore this song. It's been my favorite yeah. Bond song for the longest time. Yep. Uh, it's, it's in this top three still after some reflection. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, it's great. Like, it sounds wonderful. Yep. I, I love Morton's lyrics. Like, he's just, he's seductive, but he's also straightforward, like, in his singing. Like, it, it's, he, he casts a spell with this song, I think, and it works so well with the synth. It's, you know, it's definitely dated for when it came out, for sure. Well, but, I mean, most Bond songs are that way, if you think that, about it. I mean, exactly. Bond is all They're about nostalgia, yeah, if you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so... And to me, when you're re- when you're introducing a new James Bond, you want to get out of, you know, a view to a kill. Duran Duran doing a view to a kill and having the Roger Moore's Bond star in that, it seems like that would have tailor fit. That song would have tailor fit uh, an early Dalton role or even yeah, a Brosnan yeah. role yeah. If, yeah. if if that had happened in in 1985. But yeah. that didn't happen. It didn't happen. So finally, we got the new wave music coming in for mm-hmm. a new Bond. Mm-hmm. And I think it fits Timothy Dalton's Bond perfectly. If you think about 80s new wave music and stuff, it's very personal. And it's all about relationships and people. You know, that was a lot of a big focus that a lot of the 80s new wave stuff had in their music, uh, especially the mainstream uh, mm-hmm. beats. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, AHA doing a song like this for Bond fits Timothy Dalton's Bond in particular. It the does. more of the more of the monogamous type of, of uh, professional, courteous Bond, I, I suppose. Yeah. Nice one. Uh, okay, Jeff, yeah. over to you, buddy. Yeah. Number three, your third choice. Number three, uh, for your eyes only. Okay. Definitely right. the highest yeah. score for you. Definitely the yeah, highest. Yeah, I, I know. I just love it's you're, an earworm. I love Gina. it. Yeah, I love it. This one, I think it's because I'm biased, but like I just, I, I really enjoy it. Um, I love the film, and I think this song it, it does it, it works very well with the film, um, but also it's just it's one of those songs that uh, I always have stuck in my head, and I never get tired of it. And it, again, it's it's not, and everyone knows it. And again, you could argue that it probably would have been played in grocery stores, but better grocery stores <laughs> than the ones that would have had yeah, upscale. Upscale. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. if you want any sort of leveling situation at the grocery store that I used to work at, uh, I heard both "For Your Eyes Only" I'm and sure "All Time High." I'm sure you played ad nauseum. Yeah, so. I'm sure you Equal did. Equal opportunity employer. Yeah, it's the same Thunderdome. Yeah, it's the same, same Thunderdome. Sheena and and uh, and Rita battling it out. It's nice. Yep. It's nice to see that song up there, though, in the top three. Realistically, because it's not one that I would have put up there, and it's cool. It, it adds some variety and some shift to the scale. So this is neat. I like that. All right, yeah, that's where. I, yeah, I put it pretty high up there for me. Yes. Well done. It's also one of your favorite Bond movies, too, right, Jeff? So. Yeah, yeah, it is. I yeah. I really. I think it's it. your favorite more, if I'm not mistaken. It, it, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well. If we go back then, guys, and look, we got two to go. Uh, Number two, Mm -hmm. the second place song awarded 006 points. I will go on the record and say Diamonds Are Forever is my second favorite Bond song. It's a a beast. I love it. It is. I love the vocals. I love the... I I just like it all. The music, the vocals, the performance, the the kind of sleaziness of it, and also the mystery of it. I love the percussion in it. I just think it's... banging tune definitely Shirley's best in my opinion Dame Shirley apologies Dame Shirley 
And yeah, number two for me. You gotta love that like xylophone opening too, right? Well, I do. Um, that brings yeah. it. That brings us to thirteen points for that one. So that's now our lead song, guys. Diamonds are forever. Thanks to my second place vote, brings us to thirteen in total. <laughs> it's getting exciting. Who is next, Josh? What's your number two, buddy? My number two is Live and Let Die. Okay, right. There you, there go. you go. So yeah. that's now in the lead with 14 points overall. Yeah. <laughs> the song is so simplistic in terms of the lyrics, mm-hmm. but musically it's on it's, a whole nother yeah, level. It's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. almost like yeah. some it's music itself. The guitar, the percussion, it's almost like the music itself captures the essence of Bond more so than any lyrics that they could do. And McCartney knew he didn't need any lyrics. As soon as he came up with like the riff for this tune, he knew, and despite Saltzman disagreeing with it, Mm -hmm. you know, they knew that this was going to be a banger. And it absolutely is. Like, it's just, it's just an, it's an awesome song on its own. And it's a great Bond song. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it is. we've oh, all, yeah. we all agree that it's just about where it's going to sit. And so for you, it's, it's up there. Nice one. Yeah. You were number two, Jeff. Uh, I picked Goldfinger, which you guys might be surprised with. Again, this is what, what I had said earlier is I'm yeah. saying I was picking some of these because of just sort of the way they make you feel yeah. the way they make you feel. And just the importance, uh, part of it is also the importance of the franchise. Like his Goldfinger is, it's so important of a Bond film, and I just feel this this song just it, it just kicks so much ass for what the film needs, and is uh, and surely Bassey just rocks it. Technically, I guess on a personal level, I like you know Live and Not Die and some other tracks more, but I was kind of putting that aside and just saying like. Uh, what what it does for the film franchise and the importance of the song it's sort of just it's almost like a spark and it just sort of yeah. it just sort of you know what it does f- for Bond films I exactly think. and what it Gold, led to Goldfinger yeah. and that's it's like a genesis why I, yeah yeah and that's why I rated it yeah. so high all right well that brings us to number one choices and for me it's nobody does it better by Carly Simon oh. and I just yeah. love this tune I think it is perfect fit while i said that all-time high is the perfect fit for the 80s roger this is the perfect fit for roger's bond and this is the perfect song i know it's not even a berry composition and i kind of feel a bit shaky about that it's marvin hamlish but it's just an awesome tune yeah it's it's a great song i never bore or tire from hearing it or its orchestrations and i think it suits the film so wonderfully it's uh, it lives outside the film. It supports the film, and it's it's a cracking tune. I mean, I got uh, you know I've played with this before. It's going number one for me, so that's my favorite of the Bond songs. Nice. And uh, it's going to get 007 points for me, guys. Sounds good. Number one, Josh. Well, I mean, what's left, right? <laughs> bah, but seriously, <laughs> yeah. You got the big band sound, yep. John Barry. I mean, yep. the Goldfinger score is a great big band score. If you just, if, even as a, not, as, as a Bond score, it's, I mean, it's fantastic. But if you want a good record for big band music and John Barry Orchestra sounding the most big band as possibly can, mm-hmm. then that's the one to get. That's the one. Uh, I like the ambiguity of the lyrics of this song because is she talking about Goldfinger in particular? Or in a way, is she also talking about Bond? 
Is she warning, you know, the prospective female listener about Bond himself or mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. Goldfinger and falling <laughs> yeah, into yeah. his trap? So there's kind of an ambiguity in that. I just love uh, the song is just like dripping with sex. Like yeah, it's yeah. seductive. It's like a siren song, a warning to like ye, abandon all ye hope who have enter here. But it pulls you right in. And Shirley Bassey, she just rocks it, man. It's the template for all future Bond songs to come. It's part of the formative uh, legacy of Bond, in my opinion, what the aesthetic of Bond is. Yeah. Part of that evolution that we were Josh discussing. Which is what saying, yeah. Um, it's part of the legacy of Bond. And yeah, like, and it's, it's still to me, it's it hasn't been topped. People try to imitate it. Like, they try to do it with Skyfall. They tried mm-hmm. really hard to do it with... Uh, license to kill and failed skyfall was more successful in that way because that was the 50th anniversary of bond so that was a nostalgia strategy and i think that worked great great for it and skyfall as i said is still a great song on its own but man uh, goldfinger is just awesome well goldfinger goldfinger has 17 points on our scale now and that is the top song and uh, we'll have to wait and see what double o chapman's number one choice has although i think we know Mm. (laughs) if you've been playing the home game Okay, yeah. so I actually have nobody does it better. Yeah, again, it's, it's it is a great song. It's just you just hear those first couple of notes, and you're just like James Bond. So I feel like it is almost like the unofficial Bond theme, as opposed to Monty Norman's. You know, so yeah, I think, yeah, and that's what I right, right off the bat. And it was funny because when I, you you know obviously it's even the title of the Eon Elite Nobody Does It Better. And I was like, you know what, that's gonna be my number one. And I didn't like I didn't even second get like as soon as i was like i'm gonna put that and it's funny because i'm sure you guys are like whoa that's a bit different for jeff but maybe it is but at the same time i thought it's synonymous with bond it's a great song it's well written it's it's well sung it's well uh you know the composition is just fantastic it's timeless i don't know what else to say i mean and that's why i chose it as number one and I think there's also a reason why you probably named the category Nobody Does It Better. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I just thought it was an easy quote, but yes. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> so, guys, our top three, then, according to our index ranking, the, the top three Bond songs, according to your Bond by Numbers hosts, are in descending order, Nobody Does It Better, Goldfinger, Live and Let Die. I can live with that. I can live with that. And the others fall below that. From four to twenty-three, I will. I'll position them all out. We'll see if we need any tiebreakers, and we can maybe do that on our next episode. And I'll, I'll post them <laughs> on our Instagram so people can, people can check out and, and see. That was that was good fun, guys. Good fun. I enjoyed that. I hope our listeners did yep. too. So if you played the home game, let us know. Uh, let us know how your rankings worked out. Either email us or catch us on the socials and, and let us know. But there you go. We finally gave the Bond song Rankathon its fair shake. <laughs> And now I'm ready for a rest. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. I surprised myself with my with my rankings. <laughs> it was good fun. Yeah. Like, no matter what, like, the main ones that we love are in the mm-hmm. top ten. They're still floating around in there. Yeah, of course, yeah. Of course, yeah. Of course, I think it, yeah. I think it's when you crawl past, like, the, like the number 15 or 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it yeah. becomes, as I said, sort of a, a gladiatorial combat. It does. For yeah. more emotional. Yeah fan service or even just nostalgic reasons mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and or even you know critical reasons you know this is why this song is better in this sense because this harmony works better than this one in concert right. with those vocals you know like it's all variety of, look at it through 
spectrum yeah, it, it is. spectrum of choice and opinion. But what I'll the do the specter of choice, the specter of choice. I'll uh, I'll tally up all the scores. I'll reveal the uh, the tiebreakers, and then in a further episode, we'll see if we can't thrash them out with some more volatile sure. opinions, maybe to get down to mm. the one to twenty four. We're gonna have to do that at some sure. point. So oh, we yeah. do have some ties <laughs> here to address. All right, well, everybody, right. thanks for listening. As always, uh, we appreciate it and hope yeah. you had fun with us along the episode. So until next time, we're going to be looking at a uh, little reflection on Dr. No at 60 years, I think, is what we'll do in our next episode. Hey, what do you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, just a little coffee talk episode. Maybe we reflect on Dr. No and what it's offered the franchise and us as fans over the last 60 years. I think that'll be a good one to do, seeing as it is the anniversary year. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It would be good to look into that again. Absolutely. All right. Well, until then, take care, and we'll see you back here soon on Bond by Numbers. Cheerio. Bond by Numbers will return. <laughs>